Last Monday morning, May the 6th, there was incredible uh, media coverage of the birth of the child of Meghan Markle and her husband, uh, Prince Harry, thank you. I'm not good at names, but thank you. So the, there was coverage from all over the world. It was quite amazing. And I watched kind of some of the BBC doing the coverage of the different networks that were covering it. Like obviously all over Europe, all over uh, the United States, and every part of the world, even China and places that you, know, that you wouldn't expect them to have such coverage. And it was extensive and it was ongoing, day by, like minute by minute, and all the reports coming out very well. However, on that same day, later on in that evening, uh, somebody passed away, a man died, and he got very little coverage uh, in international media, just a slight bit of coverage here and there, for given the stature of who he was. And this gentleman's name was Jean Vanier. He was a French, no sorry, excuse me, he was Canadian, um, of the French background, and uh, he, he, he died that evening of May the 6th. When he, as a young man, he was considered a rising star in the Canadian Navy as an officer, and was considered somebody who could become anything he wanted to be. He could have even become the Prime Minister of Canada. He was incredibly talented and intelligent and had a great future ahead of him. And he was going through all the different ranks at a very f fast pace. But at a moment in his life, he had a conversion experience. And he resigned from the Navy and he began to study spirituality and theology. And given the successful person that he was, he, he eventually became a professor of spirituality and theology. He was visiting a town on the outskirts of Paris. And as he was visiting there, he looked out of the window of his house and he looked into Across the road, there was an institution, an institution for men with mental challenges. And what he noticed about them was that they were out in the, the grounds of this institution. And is normal the case for somebody who is distressed, who has a challenge, they were walking in circles, walking around and around and around in circles. That's the way in which they were dealing with their anxiety. And some of them were self-harming. And they were very antagonistic towards other people. It was not a good situation for them to be in. And practically on the spur of the moment, he decided to rent a house and to invite some of the men in that institution to come and live with him in a Christian community. And that is what he started. He started Christian communities for people who were living with mental or physical challenges and 
for other people to live with them as well. Everybody to live as equals and supportive and kindness to each other in these Christian communities. What he noticed about these men who were very stressed and antagonized and somewhat harmful towards themselves was over a period of time when they were treated with love and respect and had a safe place that everything changed. They became much more peaceful and the beauty of who they were became, started to come out. And he saw the tremendous transformation that these people had. And then he started different homes or communities and he called them Larsh, meaning the word the ark, that the home was an ark, a place where people could be safe at home. And eventually he went on to establish 40 of these uh, throughout the world and I, my understanding is there is one in Chicago as well. What I find amazing is that he was the friend of many popes and a confidant of many of the popes that we all know. And he is a living saint. He is going to be made a saint someday because he's a wonderful man. And I would highly recommend um, some of his books, all of his books to you. Even the one that I'm using and, and preaching about was his book on John's Gospel, which is a very beautiful read indeed. He changes the word for the Good Shepherd. And he says a better, more appropriate translation of that is the beautiful shepherd. That Jesus Christ is a beautiful shepherd. Some of the insights that he learned was that are very challenging, but very freeing as well. He said, when you see somebody with a physical or mental challenge, he said, don't judge them. He says, they are a mere reflection of how everybody else is inside. They have the externals of what we all have internally. And that's important for us to remember. As that it can be very humbling, but it can also be very freeing. And he said, every one of us need help. And what he meant by that was that we all need people who care for us deeply. People who encourage our gifts and capacities and can bring them out from the darkness into light and people who can help us grow to fulfillment. He said, we all need good shepherds in our lives. And he had one as a French priest and he was blessed to have him as a good shepherd in his life. But he said, what we ultimately need is we need Jesus, the beautiful shepherd, to be an intimate part of our life. Because Jesus reflected who God was in our lives. And we can see from our, from our history of our salvation, when the people of Israel were escaping from slavery into the promised land, Jesus, God shepherded them until they entered into the promised land, a place where they found their home, a place that God wanted them
to make into an ark as well. And likewise with Jesus, before he became the beautiful shepherd, he was the Lamb of God. He learned from his Father as well of how to be a beautiful shepherd to other people. So the plan that God has for each one of us, first of all, that we would be allow ourselves to be shepherded by other people. People who love us, people who respect us, people who want what is good for us. But not only that, that we would allow Jesus to become our beautiful shepherd, so that we ourselves can become beautiful shepherds to other people as well. I'll conclude by reminding you of some of the lines that John Vanier spoke about. And he says, to become a beautiful shepherd to somebody else. It is very important that, that before we try to speak to somebody or maybe perhaps even correct them or make a judgment on them, it is crucial that they know how much we love them before we can criticize them in any way. And he said, that is why it is important that we're constantly working at a relationship of respect and deepening of communion with them. And to relate to a person and every person as loved and as precious, and to constantly guide them to become the best person they can be in every way. The joy of humankind is to leave the earth having given life to others. Is a very profound line. And it's one of the quotations that I've taken from Jean Vanier. He has to be filled with joy because he has lived the life of shepherding other people. He responded to the call of the beautiful shepherd to him becoming a shepherd to other people as well. The same invitation that he received is the invitation that we, every one of us, all of you, are receiving today as well, to become beautiful shepherds towards other people so that they will know great life, great love, and great respect in their lives. And just remember once again that any time you encounter somebody with a mental or physical challenge, they are merely reminding you what they carry externally, how you are internally, and to relate to them with dignity, with respect, and with the desire to bring life and life in its fullness into their lives.